Good morning and happy Halloween. How are you today, Leslie? I am phenomenal. How are you today? Oh, I'm good, I think. Cold. My family's away and I don't know where to turn the boiler on. It's not just a matter of putting up the thermostat. So, <laughs> in the cold. <laughs> of course, if my brother-in-law knew I was going to put the thermostat up, he would probably be having a fit right now. Anyway, so, how is everybody's Halloween going so far? We've been, uh, it's been an interesting, already an interesting morning. It has been. It has mm -hmm. indeed. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I will share that uh, you shared this, this sad news this morning about Sean Connery. I, I know. am stunned. I am too. I am stunned. Uh, Sean Connery passed away today. He was 90. So uh, God rest him and he'll be my bond forever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I I had no idea he was um in, he was at his ninetieth year. I yeah. I kept thinking he was pro I thought he was probably in his early eighties. He was so timeless to me. Oh, he was. Um, you know, uh, just just really phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But so it's I'm um it's very exciting. Very twenty twenty um, bingo card. <laughs> It's exciting that he was alive as long as he was, you know, yes. that he was able to sustain and have that career and that he, you know, was, was, um, with us for so long. Mm -hmm. So, and nothing like kicking off Halloween with a little, uh, you know, sad news of, uh, a passing, mm -hmm. but yeah, that just, that just caught me off guard. I was, I was unaware. It did. That. It, it did to me too. The, uh, um, uh, what you call it? The 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 news feed along my that comes along my phone popped up just as I was trying to trying to get a hold of you for the Skype call. So mm. anyway, it is Halloween. I know my one of my my favorite. It is, and I'm trying to hide from all the kitties tonight, so I'm going to keep my house dark. <laughs> I'm being very, well. We had this very mean. You're not being mean. You're being. Um... You're being health conscious and health conscious. I, I struggled. We thought our township was not celebrating Halloween. And then we looked on the website because um, it went back and forth and we are indeed celebrating Halloween, of course, socially distanced and all the, all mm -hmm. the good stuff. But so I kind of was, we were tossing around ideas and we're figuring out what we're going to do. We still haven't decided. Um, but uh, we had, several ideas such as um you know putting wrapped gifts out on tables mm -hmm. we also thought about we have a whole slew of yard signs you know those metal frames political signs yes i don't know i'm not sure if 
I'm not sure if our overseas friends would understand what I'm saying, but they're kind of like metal stakes that you put in the ground and you put a sign on them. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking we could use those and like put them throughout the yard and tie candies on that. (laughs) Um, I was then, we also thought about doing like a little laundry, you know, clothesline and having things clipped on there. Mm -hmm. We thought about putting them in the trees, putting them in the bushes, um, we toyed with trying to do a hiding them, but we figured it's going to be too dark, even yeah. if we have lights on, that the kids will end up stepping on the candy instead of finding it. Um, and then we started trying to get really creative. And I, I said, well, maybe we could do like a shoot, like a little slide from our second floor window and like slide the candy down to the kids. Some people are doing that. I saw that or- where they got the big PVC pipe and... You know, socially distant, <laughs> six feet or two meters, and then they shoot the candy down the, uh, <laughs> down <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yes, so. yes. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll have, uh, you know, we have to see that. Um, it's it's funny, I, I'm, you know, and then we also said, should we, ha- should we, you know, be having... The kids, I, I can't have it. I cannot have us opening and closing the door because I, I care gift for my mother, as many of you know, and mm-hmm. I can't have that much um, interaction. Uh, so that was, you know, the normal opening the door. Even if we have masks on, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. I don't blame you, to be honest with you. <laughs> But um, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm looking in the chat room and seeing. So we'll, I will, you know, I'll report back next week <laughs> on what we decide to do. <laughs> um, I'm loving this. Betty's saying this year my Halloween costume is Julia Mitchell. I'm wearing mm-hmm. the professor's green sweater, jeans and sneakers. I'm just waiting for Gabriel to take me out for pizza while I hug Paul's little rabbit. Hashtag team Paul. Mm-hmm. Betty, you don't disappoint. You did that three minutes into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you mm-hmm. got Paul in there. I love it. I love uh, it. Absolutely. Yeah. And and how many minutes? In? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, the, the apparently was six minutes ago on chat. It's nine oh nine. So I'm saying she was three minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh. So and and Betty was saying uh, with the, you not finding the heater. Um, you need coffee and Gabriel to keep you warm. Absolutely, or something. <laughs> and Lori's saying, we do not want you freezing pan. That would be bad. You know, the, the problem is, and I saw she's mentioned something about Googling earlier. It's <laughs> a switch somewhere in the basement, and I have no idea where it is. Be- because I, I, you know, normally he would normally just shut the thermostat down to whatever, 50 degrees, whatever it is. <laughs> But so yesterday I tried moving it up to 65 and just, just to get the chill off the house because of the rain and everything yesterday. And mm. um, I, it, it wasn't going on. Well, I think that's it was just because of the rain. It was so damp. Yeah. And yeah. so cold. I mean, it just and I know we'll be thinking, oh, 40 degrees, 50 degrees mm-hmm. um, Fahrenheit. In two months, we'll be happy that it'll feel warm then, but it wasn't feeling warm. It was very raw. It was a very raw day. It was. It um, was. So, and, and I'm loving I'm loving the discussion about Halloween. But he says, this year, hand sanitizer, face masks, and Clorox wipes would be mm-hmm. good treats. Forget mm-hmm. the candy. Cleaning supplies are a must-have. And Jean Ann, I love your idea. She taped it all to a cardboard so they can remove them one by one. 
That's mm-hmm. a great That's idea. That's a great idea. Mm, okay, I'm another one under consideration. She well, said it's 30 degrees where she is, an ugly day, so it seems there won't be many around. Yeah, I think if anything, the kids will be around very early, the smaller mm-hmm. kids, because we have a lot of small kids in our neighborhood. Yeah, see, we do too. And that's, you know, we, we had the discussion, should we even open the, you know, should we do this? Should we have the light off? I was like, we have our, our next door neighbors have, have these two adorable little girls. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I think, you know, I I'm hoping most of our most of the folks in our neighborhood are fairly um, responsible and socially distant. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of reckless behavior, so I'm thinking the parents will help keep things in check. Um, and and Jean Ann, that's a good idea. She said, "No, you really can't." open and close the doors and Jean Ann is our public health expert on the line so she said I will I'm going to put my candy at the end of the driveway and uh don't don't blame (laughs) me Lori Lori said or Anna said ours is in the ours is afternoon I'll have a table in the yard and sit on the porch we have to leave for hockey anyway at 4 30 oh you have a hockey player in the home very Mm -hmm. fun and Lori says, Betty's Team Paul is a must for the podcast. It's just like the Christmas clock. <laughs> <laughs> it would it's not true. be on all things SR podcast. Without, without the Christmas it. clock. God love SR. He's, you know, we're, we're, we're attaching him to a Christmas clock and, uh, so, <laughs> and the Team yes. Paul. And that was funny, though. When he was on, when we had SR. And he's like, do I hear Christmas what music? Am I, do I hear Christmas music? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was that was great. That was great. So so um, much fun. And I was curious. Um, I I think speaking of Halloween, we had some really good recommendations. We um, did for we costumes. Did. And I one other thing though was, was well before we get off the health subject. Um, yes, an update on Phil, my friend Phil. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Phil came home from the hospital yesterday, and I am going to go up and see him today. Um, he had so his cellulitis in his left leg, and his uh, he, he must have been very dehydrated between the cellulitis and the dehydration is what caused his blood pressure to go way down. So, oh my gosh, just that's an FYI. Anyway. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I don't know. Um, those who listen frequently on the podcast know Phil is just such an incredible soul and spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, the artist, the great artist friend of Pam's and I'm really glad to hear that he was on his way back home and also special, special prayers and continued well wishes for Nina. Mm -hmm. Um, that was another really big blow this week, um, hearing that Nina, had contracted COVID. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Nina Bocci, SR's uh, public, longtime publicist, as well as a really lovely, brilliant author in her own right. Um, so she had been hospitalized and thankfully yes. had, um, is, I believe, has been released, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe she was, she has been, but. And I did, I did, I want to share um, just something she had posted yesterday because I thought it was 
It was very powerful. I don't know if you guys saw her tweet. She said, I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for the well wishes. I can't tell you how much they've meant. I wish I could respond to all of you. After a week, I get to go home tomorrow. I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm counting my blessings. She wrote this mm -hmm. on the 29th. This is not something to be trifled with. It's terrifying to feel like the air is slowly being squeezed from your lungs and that you're boiling from the inside out. The fevers are some of the most erratic, quick blasts of extreme heat I have ever felt. And let's talk about the dreams and delirium. My dear Aunt Susie died over a decade ago. I would have sworn she was talking to me from bedside and, and holding my hand, singing a song to me that I forgot about. My Nina, my Nina. She said when she would sing to me was when she would sing to me as a baby, it was her voice, clear as a bell. My Nina, my Nina, my Nina Tutu, my Nina, my Nina, Aunt Susie loves you. I haven't thought about that song in 30 years. When I told my mother, she cried because she was here with me, keeping watch. Mm -hmm. Don't take life for granted. Everything comes barreling at you when you think you're not going to make it. All the plans you have, the choices you've made, the hopes you put aside because there's always time. Do it. Don't wait because life's great, but it's too short. Wear a mask. Be vigilant. Protect yourselves, your families, and your neighbors. Mm -hmm. Listen to science. And please, dear God, vote. <laughs> so I I saw that last night and Pam I'm sorry I didn't mention that I was going to share that this morning um, but I, I just thought it was such a powerful um, a powerful yes. first hand account and I also thought you know so many of us know um, and are uh, fans of Nina and her work and also all the things she's done um, for the SR community so I did want to express, you know, I wanted to share that tweet because she, she wanted to reach out and thank, um, thank everyone for their support and continued well wishes. Um, so, uh, it's been, it's been a daunting week and I see our dear friend Annette, um, who I owe a call back Annette, sorry about that. It's been a nutty week. Um, Annette saying that's good news from Nina. I've been trying to see if she was okay. Uh, our dear friend Annette has, uh, weathered yet another hurricane in her beloved state of Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to see you were able to join us, Annette, and well wishes on everybody um, recovering from the storm because the damage looked horrible. Again, yeah. um, they, they've been battered. That, that region of the country has been battered, I think, with I new mean, months. I, I think it's a storm five this year down in that area. I think. I think. So. Um and Lori, Lori had said regarding Nina, um, really made me worry about Nina. I'm so glad she's home. I just lost a friend to COVID. Lori, I'm so sad to hear that. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry about that. Um, and Jean Ann also expressed condolences for Lori's loss. It's not easy to lose people, especially at this time in the progress of the virus. Um, and Annette's in her car. She just needed to hear some friendly voices. Well, we are happy that you could join us, Annette. Yes, absolutely. Um, are we are we on a trip to Walmart this morning? I don't know, but I was in <laughs> I was in Walmart on Wednesday morning, and the first thing I thought of was Annette. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so, Annette! <laughs> I love it. I just love it. So anyhow, yeah. I I thank you for. Um, for letting us share that and for the update on Phil. That's really super yeah, good news. Yeah. I'm glad you're going to get to go. She said there's no power at Walmart. Oh, I was mm -hmm. afraid of that. Mm -hmm. 
No power anywhere, I'm best. I'm guessing. I bet you're running your car to charge your phone. <laughs> that's that's a, my that's guess. Quite, that's what I would do. I probably would be doing it too, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> uh, she's in a long line for breakfast. Okay. Is it at your favorite... Um, your favorite Scottish restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, it I might be it. it might be Irish because it's not Mac, it's Mick. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is very true. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh uh, my gosh, that's too funny. So, uh, Gay, oh uh, Gabriel, <laughs> <laughs> SR <laughs> had a couple of announcements for us. Uh, he's chatting tomorrow with Noches and Florencia on their Facebook page at 2 p.m. New York time. So yes. if you wanted to join in, uh, you certainly are welcome because he, he will be doing Spanglish, which is <laughs> always fun. Um, the uh, uh, Gabriel's Redemption paperbacks, are they appear to be back in stock with Random House and now also on Amazon. I know that they had run out and... Uh, Amazon chose it as an editor's pick for best romance, so that's good news. That's great. Oh, that's wonderful! Yeah. I didn't. I I missed that. I missed that piece. I missed that announcement. I I am so excited about that. Yes, yes, and also in Goodreads, you can. Uh, we I've, I know I did it. I know other readers have. You can nominate Gabriel's Promise as best romance over on the Goodreads uh, page for Goodreads annual awards under romance. So that's a good thing. Um, that's a very good thing. I've seen a lot. I saw, I've seen a lot of chatter about that, but mm -hmm. I did not see, I did not see the Amazon news. Excellent. Well yeah, done, SR. That's well great. done. Mm -hmm. and, and well done. Uh, well done fans too. Cause I yeah, think that plays into it. It's, you know, selling out books and having to have them replaced is a good thing for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, there should be more merchandise coming into the Passion Flick store shortly. And we may have another teaser on Tuesday for part three. Oh, very exciting. Yes. Did you see the one this week where they were just, you know, huddled up on the blanket, probably in the orchard? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, well, I love that so much. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. And I was actually... I, I was actually looking at my phone and it popped up mm -hmm. at a time when I was probably in the midst of my marathon meetings. And, um, oh my gosh, it just transported me back to the story. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've been away from, uh, Gabriel and Julia at that, you know, in, in, at that point, at that stage, mm -hmm. uh, for so long, I haven't, I haven't watched the films in a while. Um, and I just, it was just beautiful. And it, it, it made me smile because it also made me think of the time we were able to visit set. Yes. And that was really, really super cool. Yeah. So. Which, which by the way, they, um, I think Syracuse area had some snow overnight. So, <laughs> you know. I have no doubt. I heard upstate, I was on the phone with someone who lived in upstate New York yesterday. And they she said they were, it was really, really cold and they had. A lot. That's what I've uh, heard. Yeah. And my, my sister had pictures from her house that the lake was snow running around outside. So, wow. Yeah. Early snow. That's early. early. Yeah. It's very early for snow. I don't, I don't think it's early for upstate New York, but I know it is for Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah. 
It's how. too friggin' cold in this house right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mo moita them for if he turns that <laughs> furnace off completely. Um, I think, hopefully not. <laughs> I think you life. should start calling them. <laughs> I think you should start texting them. Not uh, no. stop. <laughs> I will be told to just uh, put on extra layers. Seriously, I will be told. I know that. because the heat does not go on in this house until December fifteenth. Whether you need it or not. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then it only uh, gets set to about 60 during the day and 55 at night. So I love my brother in law and his, I think he was part Well, Scottish. he's trying to be fiscally, fiscally he, responsible, I guess. He's trying to keep his gas bill to $50 a month, is what it is. I think he's got some, uh, some, uh, some cheap blood in him, mm -hmm. you know. I know, like like Jack uh, yeah. Benny. If God, if any of you remember Jack Benny, <laughs> I get the reference. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> I I, so. I get the reference. That's funny. So. Um, I, I'm I'm laughing too, um, because I I'm just looking at the chat room now, and I was laughing because Betty asked if. She, if we'll get Paul in the new teaser, I love your love of Paul. We never and know. And I'm also happy to see Miss Kenzie's joined us for the podcast today. Good morning, Miss Kenzie Kins. Good morning, Kenzie Kins. Um, and I'm, as as Annette said, the teaser was the best thing to see all week. It it really really um, raised my spirits. And as yeah. Anna said, that was a tender teaser. It was. It was just. Uh, it was just beautiful. It was. And it was. and their interaction, you know, I'll start waxing poetic about how much I love this cast. And, <laughs> I know and, you will. Uh, I know Julio's you will. voice as Gabriel, I had to throw that in. Um, <laughs> just his expression and, and everything was just spot mm -hmm. on. So it's it going to be great. I cannot believe we're heading into November. Um, I just can't. Because yep. that means we're 19 days away. That's right. 19 and counting. 19 and counting. Midnight Hawaiian time. It goes up. Lauren posted that in uh, somebody questioned that on the Passion Flick site this week. So it'll be fun. Oh, good. So mm -hmm. that, again, is 6 a.m. for us. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm going to get up. I'll be up early. I promise I won't oversleep. <laughs> Got to get my chocolate donuts and coffee, which, by the way, my coffee this morning is brought to you by uh, our dear neighbor to the Great White North uh, talking moistly to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> too funny. Lori, Lori. <laughs> I keep offering the can, SR the this cup. Himself. Yes, <laughs> I, you know I keep offering SR this coffee mug because it's a travel mug to when he when he decides he needs coffee in the morning and he says I just couldn't drink from that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it might. It, I, I don't think it has the same effect on uh, SR as it would. <laughs> True. True. It's just so funny. I mean, really, it is. It just makes me laugh. It makes me giggle every time you mention that mug. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Dana. I, I have no idea how much I appreciate this. <laughs> I know. So. That was such a great, great gift. Mm -hmm. um, November 1st, 
um, and uh, has an anniversary to celebrate. And wow, phenomenal congratulations. November 1st is her 13th breast cancer survivor anniversary. That's wonderful. So that congratulations. is phenomenal. Definitely worth celebrating. Absolutely. Because um, that is a really rough journey. So Anna, wonderful. I'm so glad. Um, wishing you many, many, many countless more years of anniversaries to celebrate on that front. And, um, and Annette's h- hoping to have internet by the time uh, <laughs> Gabriel's Promise or Gabriel's Inferno Part 3 comes out. And uh, Lori had noted that uh, their interaction is why people ship movie couples. They're such good actors. They seem like they really are in love. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's a great point because they are. They're really tremendously talented people. Yes. Um, and they just really connect on screen. It's beautiful. So uh, Anna also said November 19th is her grandson's 16th birthday, too. So that's going to be a really special day. That I is. I love it. That is. I love it, love it, love it. And the 18th is my granddaughter's birthday. She'll be nine. Oh, my gosh. I know. And uh, it's also my ever-loving brother-in-law who's hiding the switch for the furnace from me. (laughs) His birthday as well. (laughs) I forgot their birthdays were the same day. That's that's cool. Mm -hmm. It's funny how that happens in families. Uh, Yeah. And, well, Laura was induced for her, so it was... uh, she was actually supposed to, her due date, I think, was November 4th. Or mm, mm, anyway, I see. anyway, anyway, I thought we were we could circle around to um, talk a little bit about Halloween, sure, and uh, Claire's costume. So, which part did you want to talk about first, Pam? Well, we can, and we will get to chapter six, I promise. We, we do promise. Uh, well, I can. I, I just take out a couple little things on uh, the Halloween here, and then we can go into the costuming. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Celtic word for Halloween is uh, Samhain, and that is uh, Old Irish for summer's end, because it usually starts getting really dark, despite the end of daylight savings time uh, in the beginning of November. Uh, in Ireland, rather than pumpkins, because they don't have them, they use turnips or rutabagas. Oh. For those who need to be uh, more correct about it, like I'm always trying to do with my mother and my sister. Oh. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, you know, it's also a time when, when the spirit world opens up. And one of the reasons why we do use costumes or get dressed up is to confuse the spirits so they can't take you with them back to the other side, which is an interesting concept if you think about it. Um, the definitely it was a this uh, was part of a Roman custom, uh, a pagan custom called the Feast of Pomona, and uh, it's there's like a it's like a three day holi- holiday All Hallows Eve. Uh, all Souls Day and, and All Saints Day. Uh, I the, love the fact it was a three-day. That's a yeah. three-day celebration. I said, Absolutely. I, I, we were talking this morning, and I said, we need to celebrate that next year. we got to go for the three-day celebration. For the threesome, yeah. <laughs> and in Scotland, they use the word guising, uh, and which means disguising themselves, and it's... Uh, you know, they're dressing up. And the first time that dressing up for Halloween uh, first came to the, to the North America 
was in 1928, Ontario, Canada. Uh, <laughs> a, a, I think See, you knew we would loop this back into SR. Absolutely. <laughs> We're I connecting let, it. I connecting him, the dots. I let him know, too. And <laughs> also starting uh, tomorrow and November 2nd is the Day of the Dead. And that's when in Mexico, and uh, I'm assuming most, most of Latin America, they go to the cemeteries where their relatives are and they create altars and bring the favorite foods into uh, into their dead relatives because they supposedly can come back from the uh, dead to enjoy the, the, their time and then they have to go back the next, at the end. So. They're my wonderful Halloween uh, fun facts. They are. There are some good facts there. Yes. I... I I, um, yeah, the, the Roman, I remember hearing of the Roman, that Roman, um, celebration, but I didn't realize, uh, it was that kind of a three day thing. And uh, Dia de los Muertos is, I, I just think it's a beautiful holiday, um, mm -hmm. a, a beautiful celebration of remembrance. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I always thought that was really kind of a special thing that, uh, Mexicans and some of the others in Latin America, to, to, to honor and connect with there's a loved one, ones lost. There's a wonderful ho uh, hotel. There's a wonderful restaurant in Toronto called El Catrine. Mm -hmm. And their back bar reminds me of scenes that, of from Day of the Dead uh, with the, the skeletons interspersed mm -hmm. with the bottles, but it goes floor to ceiling. It's very cool. Uh, it's, it's got yes. great food, too. That be. sounds, I, I know, and I heard great margaritas. <laughs> Absolutely. I was really sad that we uh, we didn't go there when you and I visited, but I think next time we might have to make, yeah, a, well, we'll, make we, a detour. You make a detour and have to make a reservation early because mm -hmm. it does get crowded. It's, it's it, it was packed. It was packed yeah. when we walked by. Although the other place we ended up was phenomenal. Yeah. The Miller, I think it was Miller Street Brewing Company or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. And uh, yeah, it's in the distillery district of, of uh, Toronto, which is a lot. It looks like a lot of old uh, uh, warehouse and factory buildings and stuff. And they, yes. they've closed fact, it all I'm, off. It's really cool. In fact, I'm going to put the link into um, the chat box um, because I think it'd be a cool place for you guys to see. Mm -hmm. Um and I, I'm seeing on the on Mixler that the uh, there Betty's wondering if anyone has ever made an altar for Dante and Beatrice, which I, I just think is fun. And uh, Lori enjoyed your fun facts, so um, yes, and more fun facts in terms of finding uh, fun places to go in Toronto and this Mexican restaurant is one mm -hmm. at the distillery district you can kind of see this as a whole little uh neighborhood area which is um really lovely and actually um i believe uh we got uh, pointed in that direction by sr if i'm not mistaken originally when we were asking, yes, yes. For, mm -hmm, when we were asking for recommendations when you were going up to tiff so right and um, lots of fun that. things mm -hmm. you know one of the things that um was i going to say I completely lost what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of morning. And I, oh, my God. Yes, it is. <laughs> I know. I know. And um, 
you'll think of it as I we start to will. talk about I probably will. Halloween and costumes. Are you are you dressing up today, Pam, at all? I'm not saying I will. I'm not saying I won't. But I do have a beautiful wig and a uh, Renaissance gown. So one will never know. <laughs> Lori's right. My brain is freezing. <laughs> a brain freeze. Yes. yes. I feel like it's, I'm, I'm blaming it on COVID. COVID, uh, COVID uh, fatigue. COVID fatigue. Yes. That's my story. And well, no, you know, you know what I'm blaming it on, right? Right. Mercury's in retrograde. Absolutely. And that has been my mantra the entire time because all kinds of craziness has happened over the past couple weeks. And it ends in the morning of uh, November 3rd, which is election election day in the U.S. (laughs) And um, hopefully uh, things will start to calm down after after that. Um, Betty thinks you should dress up as Catherine Pickton. I think that would be great. Betty, Betty's going to uh, dress up as Julia with the green sweater, she said. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anna says the distillery district would be a destination for us hockey families if we get a Canadian tournament this year. Oh, I Anna, think you should do it, fun. Anna. Absolutely. That, that would be fun. That would be so much fun. It, you know, um, the, it's got, it's the whole, the whole has a great vibe to it. It's, uh, you know, you can take, uh, a public transportation to it if you need to. Um, right. I, I, I forget which bus. I there's, think it's a uh, there's theater. There's theater. There's art galleries. There's shops. Ah. There's something for everyone. But the food offerings, the restaurants and bars are And, of course, the, ho- the hockey hall Ice of cream. Fame. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's synonymous. Yes. So um, before the halftime show begins, I thought we'd slide in the, the costume uh, selections. Sure. Um, some of them were not surprising at all. Uh, <laughs> some of them were very, um, very much fun. Miss Ashley forwarded mm-hmm. the cute little pink flamingo for baby Claire, right. which I, I just I could totally see and I think would be adorable. Mm-hmm. Plus, it would be hilarious if Julia bought this pink flamingo costume and didn't show Gabriel until the day of. Can you imagine? That would be so uh, fun. Um, I could just imagine. KK um, came up uh, and offered um, on the Team Paul side of the house this mm-hmm. absolutely adorable little rabbit costume. Mm-hmm. And if you if you haven't seen it, if you're on Twitter, um, just do hashtag Claire's costume. It'll and you'll up. see the picture that she forwarded because it is adorable. Mm-hmm. I mean, just adorable. And then uh, we also had, uh, speaking of Dia de los Muertos, SR Fans Mexico mm-hmm. sent some pictures of some really cool um, skeletons and uh, the Mexican uh, face painting. Um, for Dia de los Muertos. And I think that actually could be really cool um, mm-hmm. as a costume as well. So I thought those were really great. And of course, our SR uh, Gabriel's fan podcast, um, Ms. Betty and Perling oh, forwarded a really fun <laughs> idea of having a theme, a theme costume where. <laughs> Where the family, and this was such a great idea, Betty, um, kudos to you, um, 
and Betty said, yes, the little rabbit is adorable, too cute for words. Seriously, check out this photo. And this little baby in this costume is just precious. Um, but the theme costume is Wizard of Oz. And mm -hmm. little baby Claire would be Dorothy. Mm -hmm. Julia, of course, would be the Glenda the Good Witch. And Gabriel would be the Tin Man mm -hmm. because he had to find his heart. And... He had, he had a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought was precious. It was priceless. And then the other option that was forwarded was, again, like Ashley, the flamingos. But you got to see these flamingo costumes. These are full-grown people. For Gabriel. <laughs> For Gabriel. It was awesome. So thanks to everyone who played the game and sent in their costume choices for Claire. Um, a lot of fun just a lot of fun um to think about this halloween so awesome. um <laughs> and if all of a sudden you see something funny come across your uh in the chat room <laughs> someone's trying to cross the uh, keyboard i won't say <laughs> who the fuzzy little gray and white thing it's uh one of our helpers one of one, our oh one yeah of our, she's uh, she's my SR, uh, one of our interns <laughs> yes uh, she's my intern <laughs> i love it I love it. Um, and Kenzie said, Claire should be a little Beatrice or a Hobbit. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? <laughs> I could totally. Oh, they should do a little Beatrice with the little costume, with the little gown. And oh, my gosh. Uh -huh. Or, you know, the Hobbit with the feet. <laughs> <laughs> the Hobbit. <laughs> yes, Gabriel would be so excited in his flamingo costume, Betty said. Oh, that would be hilarious. I laughed. Yes when I saw those pictures, but he's oh, funny. God, they were, they and were Anna noted that Claire is simply her daddy's principessa. That's true. Which That is true. Absolutely. So sweet. And speaking of her daddy, I thought maybe we could start um, start the chapter. I How think it would that? be a good, I think that would be a good call. <laughs> <laughs> Considering we're like over halfway through the podcast. Um, um, uh, and Betty uh, says, I, we... I won't bet, get, I bet Gabriel won't complain about dressing up as the Tin Man anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right about that. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. That is funny. So. And speaking of Gabriel, that's where, and that's truly why I segued there, because we're talking about Gabriel, and Gabriel is front and center as Chapter 6 begins. And he is. His, and he's in his protector role. And I loved reading this chapter, almost every chapter, and I haven't asked Estar about this, but almost every chapter really weaves in this theme of his promise of his promise mm -hmm. to protect them as his promise to love him of love them and to be there for them. And this chapter resonated that for me as well, as was his custom. Gabriel's walking around the first floor of the house, making sure the lights were off. It was the end of the day. Doors and windows were locked. He's checking everything. Hello, Ashley. We just talked about your lovely, mm -hmm. adorable costume idea for Claire. Um, and now we're ch starting chapter five, or chapter six, finally. Um, so as he's walking around, making sure the house is locked up for the night, he noticed a car going down Foster Place very slowly. Now, there usually wasn't any traffic in his cul-de-sac. Um, there were two parking spots allowed on the street for residents. So he thought this was kind of odd and it slowed around their house, went to the end and slowly drove by again. The front license plate was obscured by mud, and he put the curtain back and just surveyed the first floor again, you know, kind of walking away from it. 
And seeing that, it drove away. So I think he felt, you know, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but we asked um, if Ga- we asked SR if Gabriel was concerned about the car on the street at that hour. Um, and yes, uh, Betty says, Gabriel, the protector, the suspense is starting to build. Ooh, mm-hmm. I can hear you say it in my head, Betty. I can't, I can't, uh, share how you do your ooh, but it is. And, um, I can hear it in my head. Ooh. <laughs> so Gabriel's house is on Foster Place in Cambridge, which is a small dead end. It doesn't get a lot of traffic. So having a strange car driving by would be unusual. Readers interested in seeing the neighborhood can use Google Maps and Google Earth. It's a really charming part of Cambridge near the historic Longfellow House, which is very cool. I didn't mm-hmm. I think I forgot that he set their house near Longfellow's house, which is very meaningful because Longfellow did the translation, mm-hmm. the modern translation for Inferno. That's right. A little fun, a little fun fact for you. Um, so very, very cool. <laughs> I'm glad I made you laugh, Betty. <laughs> but it's true. I hear your voice in your head because of all the years of listening to your podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Gabriel uh, finished checking up and locking up for the night. And Julianne had some previous months earlier decided to decorate the house with lanterns. Each held a flameless candle. They showered the rooms with a soft, wavy glow. They were placed at the top of the staircase outside Claire's room and guest bathroom, as well as one in each room. They gave a soft, cozy glow, as well as kept the darkness at bay. It was a small thing, but Julia had the forethought that no one would stumble on the stairs or the way to the nursery by having them out. Um, And in Gabriel's mind, it went beyond that. It lightened his thoughts of what it would have been like if Julia had not survived the delivery. Gabriel's prayers were spontaneous as he thanked God for his family and the way Julia loved him. Now, I, I loved the lanterns. I loved the addition of the lanterns, not just from a practical um, well, nightlight sort of way. But, man, isn't that symbolic? I mean, it is Julianne is his light. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I just loved that. And it's also I very... I love this. It's also very decorative in, in New England as, as far as that part of Boston goes, too, because it's that, that's a very uh, old section of Boston and uh, Revolutionary War times. So, you know, the lanterns would have been all over. And, and, then, and then, of course, you can park your car around there. They've only got two car parks. That is hilarious. <laughs> I, and- lived, I lived there as a little girl. <laughs> And I see Claudia joined us. Good afternoon, Claudia. Mm-hmm. Glad you could join us today. So I, I'm looking in the chat room as well. And Betty had said, Gabriel, it's the Pink Flamingo security stopping by to check if you killed them all or if they survived. <laughs> and that could um, be. that's funny. And she said she totally can picture the home and the warm ambiance the lanterns are giving the home. Yes, Lori agreed with that. And, you know, also, <laughs> there, there's a Danish book, and uh, and I can't pronounce the word properly. I apologize. I, th- I, I think it's hookah. It's H-A-A-K-E, um, and it's all about creating a comfy, cozy, warm environment 
um, you know, it's very restful, very peaceful. And, uh, you know, there's foods, there's, you know, it touches all the sense, uh, senses as far as that goes. So it's, it's an interesting book. I know SR has read it. Um, I think there are a few other people that have read it as well. And Miss Kenzie, um, said that it's very, uh, the word, <laughs> my Danish is terrible, like my Italian and my French and my Spanish. So, but if you're interested, look it up. Yeah, it's very good, those, actually. I'd like to. I haven't. I haven't read that yet or looked into it, but it sounded really. Thank you, Kenzie, for the. It's Huga. Huga. So I wasn't mm -hmm. too far off. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and ha happy Huga, everybody. Yes. <laughs> and we're only uh, forty-six minutes in now. Good. Battery's getting. Battery's dying quickly. Battery's dying. Anyway, uh, Kenzie noted that the, it is a very good book. She read it as well. So something mm -hmm. to check out as we head in, into the colder months in the northern hemisphere. That's right. <laughs> Betty's singing along. <laughs> so satisfied that everything's secure. Gabriel's going upstairs, and he stopped by the nursery. And he proudly looked in and saw that beautiful swing that he put together in the middle of the room. <laughs> I love that scene. I know. And it was filled with like gifts and, and baby clothes. And uh, Richard had gotten, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming, wood pieces that displayed Claire's name above mm -hmm. the closet. Uh, he shut the light off and he walked into the master bedroom and there, there was... You know, night light with little pink stars that went over the bed over uh, Julianne, and uh, which he could see that she was all curled up and under the covers like I was probably last night with my all my crazy animals who one that like stood under <laughs> the covers as well, so they were keeping me nice and warm and cozy. Um, <clears throat> and the play the playpen stood at arm's length, and there there was Claire snuggled swaddled snugly in in the bassinet that was attached to the the uh playpen i'm assuming it was like a uh pack and play that they that mm -hmm. I, that's that what i envisioned used. yeah yep that's exactly what i envisioned too so he he touches her head and you know i'm sure he's just you know like touch because you know baby's hair how soft it is even when they don't have a lot of it um and he's he's saying daddy loves you and then he turned to Julianne and, you know, presses a little kiss to her, her head, to her hair. And he surveyed the room and he saw the holiday painting and he just, he, he remarked at how, how much Beatrice and Julianne looked alike. And, I know. Uh, which was so, so sweet. And then, of course, they had the other black and white pictures around that uh, he had taken with Julia and... Uh, there were stacks of pictures, you know, documenting her pregnancy and, and, and also hundreds of pictures of, of the baby in his, in, in his uh, uh, office, saved on a computer, on his computer. Oh, I'm sure. I can oh, only yeah. imagine. Oh, what? It, I know. Okay. Nonstop. I'm sure that camera was going a mile a minute. And uh, so anyway, so he, he, he's... Uh, looks up and he sees the picture that he had taken of Julianne of her neck. He's holding her hair up and he just he 
appreciates that one so much. And he also, the other picture of Julianne sitting on the edge of a tub with her back to him and the side of one of her breasts showing as uh, all in black and white. He is a very artistic photographer. Mm, beautiful imagery. Yep. And, uh, and this kind of brought a kind of longing back to him that he hadn't, hadn't seen in a few weeks or experienced. Um, mm -hmm. He said that love had taught him patience that he could, you know, he won't be selfish, but <laughs> Professor Emerson, as we know, he's not a patient man, uh, nor is he inclined to be celibate. <laughs> no, that's one of, the, one of his finer qualities. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anyway, uh, so the more I thought he does, the more he thought of Julianne, uh, the harder the longings became. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better expression. Yes. Um, he and he grew his eyes. He remembers he was celibate for quite a quite a while before he met Julie or before he and Julianne were married. And surely he could survive a few more days. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I think too, he had this recognition, right? Look, mm -hmm. we've been through so much. Mm -hmm. And they did have that period of celibacy. Um, you know, and it was his uh request, his imposition of being celibate before uh, their marriage. Mm -hmm. So he knew he could do it. But it was just that, I think, the overwhelming love and emotion that he felt and the images and the remembrances of their mm -hmm. couplings that I right. think um, just was, you know, it, the spirit had moved him. <laughs> In more ways <laughs> than one. Ben says, Mr. Twitchy <laughs> is back and he is hungry. Uh -huh. <laughs> Yes, Ellie. And, and Anna was actually surprised and amazed her that Claire had a pack and play and not a beautiful bassinet. Well, I have a feeling the beautiful bassinet and crib combo was in the in nursery. The, in, in the nursery. Yeah, and this is just easier because, <laughs> you know, when, especially when you're breastfeeding and you have to get the baby right away. Yes, so. and, and Anna said, what a special kind of hell. <laughs> Six weeks. <laughs> yes. I, and I'm sure Gabriel will agree with you. I, I, um, <laughs> so he went to his side of the bed. He was used to sleeping naked, but that was not appropriate. He begrudgingly pulled off his T-shirt, leaving him clad in his PJ bottoms. Um, Pam was wondering if they were Superman PJs. Probably were. After all. After all. Um, so you can see he's tired. He's longing for her, but he knows he can't have her. He's going to be good. He's going to let her rest. Mm -hmm. He pulls back the covers and shocked, sprang back and cursed again. I want this as a film because I want to see the scene. <laughs> it would be hilarious. On the other side of the bed, there were giggles. So Julia wasn't asleep. She was waiting for him because uh -huh. she wanted him. She wanted to set the trap and see what happened. He turned on the lamp. Uh, glaring at Julianne at two Brute <laughs> <laughs> and she's like what Miss hmm? Innocent she turned over trying to keep a straight face <laughs> grimacing he picked up the offending object <laughs> regarding it distastefully <laughs> um, Julianne thought it was funny uh, uh, as you can tell though as he was glaring at the one uh, lovely pink flamingo. 
He wanted to know if it came from the dirt, and if it did, was it cleaned? Otherwise, they'd have to change the bed. You can see him getting so frustrated. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and Betty says, can you imagine that scene and the Psycho soundtrack playing in the background? <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Betty said Gabriel might want to read mystery novels to keep him busy at night because he's going to be celibate for a while. <laughs> good, good suggestion. So, you know, he's he's mortified by seeing this uh, disgraceful object in his his uh, precious uh, bed. <laughs> and uh, Julianne told him it was cleaned. And yes, I you know, she washed it. Um, it was too late to change the sheets. And, you know, come on, Gabriel, don't be so fussy. Um, he was doubtful. And she patted the sheets and say, see. They're clean. It's been a long day. So I just I, I just can see his reaction would be so funny. It would be great. So we asked SR, what possessed um, him? Or why did he write? What possessed Julia to pull off the bedtime flamingo surprise? And SR said, I think Julianne was feeling a little giddy and thought it would be funny to surprise Gabriel. She and Rachel enjoy the humor of the flamingos, and I can imagine it becoming a joke between them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to become a joke between them because it's become a joke between the fandom. I mean, <laughs> flamingos are, are now one of the passwords That's of the right. SR fandom. So um, I think uh, I, I just thought it was a really funny scene. And, uh, you know, he gazed at his pillow, then Julianne's tired, hopeful face. And he begrudgingly climbed in and said he's going to strip the bed tomorrow. <laughs> and you know, I can imagine her just rolling her eyes, thinking, "Come on, Gabriel, get over it. I cleaned this. I wasn't going to put something dirty and sullied in our bed." But I think the whole idea of the flamingos—he um, he feels sullies their uh, sacred, sacred space. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but he just said, "Maybe a Julia watched The Godfather." <laughs> <laughs> that was a little oh, bit messy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That, that you wanted to clean the sheets for. You want to actually burn the bed for that one. Um, so he took something from his bed stand and hid it in his hand as he was climbing into bed. And he's saying, oh, Rachel must have put you up to this. Um, Julianne yawned, saying, nope, it was all her idea. He pulled her closer to him, kissing her temple, confessing how much he loved to hear her laugh and smile. And she snuggled against him, apologizing for her uh, behavior earlier in the day, her outburst. And she was tired and overwhelmed. And Gabriel told her there was no reason to be tired and overwhelmed because she had him. Again, the protector, right? Mm -hmm. The promise to protect. Julianne was so thankful for that because both she and Claire needed him, she said. And Gabriel said that every day is a gift. And he vowed not to waste Julianne agreed. And I, honestly, just reading that, that echoes what Nina wrote mm-hmm. about every day being a gift and, and do do things purposefully. Um, and it's, it's something to keep in mind. It's so important. Every day is a gift. Don't waste them. Yep. So, um, <laughs> as I'm thinking about the flamingos and how... Anna saying that, you know, it's, it's 
coincidence that flamingos have become popular this summer? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Betty said, at least the flamingo came from their uh, garden and not the pet cemetery. <laughs> well, you know. So then, so so he'd wanted to give something to Julianne while they were in the hospital, but it was just, there wasn't a lot of privacy and the timing wasn't right when they got home. And uh, she asked what it was and he placed a Robin's blue egg colored box in her hand. Only Tiffany's does the Robin's <laughs> blue box. Uh, I love it. And she immediately untied the white ribbon and opened the box to a smaller box, which, you know, Gabriel, he took out and he opened it and presented it to her. And in the box was a ring with a large oval-shaped ruby with two smaller diamonds on either side. And it was in a platinum setting that was very nice, very much matched her engagement ring. And oh, uh, such a nice push present. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out whenever that started, because I don't think my husband gave me a push present for Patrick, but then again, I didn't. No. Push, so. that anyway. Was, that was past our... Past our time of I guess I guess motherhood. Anyway, so he removed the ring and he he grabbed her right hand and he put it on her ring finger on the right hand and which he 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 told her that the ruby represented her, the heart of the family, and uh -huh. the diamonds were he and Claire, which was very sweet. Yes. So, and then he kissed her finger and. Uh, she didn't know what to say. It was beautiful. And he asked if she liked it. Which, of course, who wouldn't? She did. Uh, but, but I think... Gorgeous. I, not just the gift, but I think more so what it represented. Absolutely. You know, her being the heart of the family. And it just... just It's just the whole concept. It, it's the meaning beautiful. behind yeah. it. The meaning. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> Betty if, said, I would have been happy with the balloon. <laughs> 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 well, I've already decided that if I ever get married again and I get an engagement ring, I want a sapphire with two diamonds. So, I love it. Beware out there in the uh, in the world. Um, you heard it here first. Yeah. Well, somebody else heard it and they said, "What the hell do you want that for?" Anyway, that was years ago. Uh, by the way. Um, anyway. <laughs> But as I said, she loved what it represented. And she liked it, you know, as Gabriel sliding it around her finger, wanted to make sure Aww. that it fit. And because uh, he had to approximate from her other uh, rings about what size it was going to be. And uh, she said it did. And it, it, she just thanked him and kissed him once again. And, and so he put the boxes and the ribbon on the nightstand. And he asked when Claire's next feeding was. And Julia said she'd set the alarm. Yeah, this is one of the things I like about Gabriel. That he, he's adapted to early fatherhood so well. Mm -hmm. You know, because she's breastfeeding, she's got to get up to breastfeed, and he's like, "Well, you know, you give me the baby afterwards, and I'll you can go back to sleep." Which I so love would that change that partnership. It's that partnership uh -huh. that they forged as they came together, and I think all the things from their counseling sessions really are coming to light here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so, you know, he, he would change her and then she could get back to sleep. And, uh, so she's, she's pretty tired and she's lying there and I can just imagine, you know, moving the hand up to look at the ring and admiring it. 
and how, how beautiful it was and uh, but being very tired. So he laughed and told her to go back to sleep. But now she's wired and it's the flamingo's fault. <laughs> Blame everything on the flamingo. Whatever it is, That's it's right. the flamingo's That's fault. Right. I love so, it. So then they, they, they both laughed and he placed her on his back and he started kissing her. And you could feel that electricity start. He's deepening the kiss, calling her Beatrice. Beatrice. He's laying down the moves. <laughs> you think? That's <laughs> just an intrinsic between those two. They uh -huh. just have that powerful connection. And just, just, um, you, can, you can see, again, mm -hmm. this would be a scorchingly hot scene. Because the intensity would be there if you would film it right you, you they you would see that intensity and that connection between the characters um so again hoping the movie happens mm -hmm. um i'm looking at the chat room anna says i have a plethora of sapphires to remember my late husbands <laughs> annabelle good morning good afternoon rather um glad to see you could join us mm -hmm. today <laughs> and anna said oops just one husband. <laughs> Lori, Lori was cracking up. She goes, wait, what, Anna? <laughs> That's great. Oh, my well, God. You mean, you mean, Anna, you're not one of the, uh, you don't have a plethora of husbands as well? <laughs> <laughs> She's not collecting husbands like, no, no. Uh, like fine art. <laughs> a fine so, wine. <laughs> you can see, or fine wine. Uh, so he, you know... Julia's wired and the electricity starts to sparkle spark and Gabriel stroked her hip through her nightgown and he deepened the kiss and he slipped his hand under her nightgown and as he looked at her he was kind of questioning if he should go further um, go farther and Julianne said that he deserved a celebration for such a gift and that she truly missed him um, Gabriel smiled widely, um, and you can see he's he's already on to the next step in his mind, like he's he's ready to continue on this path. And Julian said, you know, it's it's just too soon. Her breasts were sore, as was her incision. I mean, she really did just give birth, and that is a very, very um, traumatic experience for the body. Um, and Gabriel's stricken, because, you know, I think he... He forgot himself for a moment. Obviously, he forgot those facts for a moment. He was caught up in his emotion. And I think he was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to hurt you. So you can see he kind of probably panicked a little bit, and he lowered his hand in the mattress. He didn't want to, he didn't want to make her have any discomfort. And Julianne apologized, and he, she slid her hand up his thigh, saying she could let, look after him. And Gabriel grabbed her wrist kissing it very, very softly and said, no, another time, just another time. And she was tired and frustrated as she moved her head close to his shoulder and she asked if he was sure. And you can see this back and forth between this couple, right? They, they want to consummate. They want, they want to have that connection mm -hmm. um, through, uh, through sexual union and they just, it's, it's not right. It's not the time. It, it can't, it, it's just not going to happen. And he was sure 
it's it absolutely you know i i want you to rest julia just just go and rest and she asked if there was anything else he could do for her and julian forced a smile and said nothing and she said no i'll be fine in six weeks and this part made me laugh because I love the way he phrased this. At this point, Gabriel's thinking, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh, but that phrase made me laugh. He was but, like, but what? You could see it. I mean, I mean, look at what happened when she found out she was pregnant. The doctor told told him that, you know, she he couldn't have uh, right. more moral sex on her. So. Right. <laughs> Right, right. So all these these medical practitioners are really getting into him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Lori is saying one of Gabriel's best traits is he is thankful and treasures what he has, which he does, and he which does. is why he's been so, you know, he really wanted to to take care of her. Um, and Betty's saying me Gabriel, I gave birth to a baby. You are not touching me until this baby turns twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Anna says that also shows Julianne's naivete. Mm-hmm. Um, and Annabelle's making a note. Our clocks went back last week in the UK, so I should have remembered that you will now be an hour earlier until our clocks change again in March. I'll listen again. Well, Annabelle, actually, we, our clocks are churning tonight in the yes. U.S. So I think we're going to be at the same time difference next week. Mm-hmm. Double-checked double check your clock, double check the time zone, um, on, on the computer to make sure. But I think we'll be aligned again. I forgot there was a difference, um, with the UK versus, I forgot the times changed at different points in different countries. So, um, yes, I'm glad you're still listen, uh, able to be with us for a little bit more yet. Mm-hmm. And a notes that Dr. Rubio strikes again. Absolutely. <laughs> and Annabelle, absolutely. Betty, if I was married to Gabriel, that six weeks would be as much a hell for me as Gabriel. True. <laughs> this is why this is why uh Julianne is frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty said she would be like that with Paul. Um yes, uh most definitely. Absolutely. because uh, I, you know, I'm sure she was frustrated for, and it was a fresh hell for both of them. Yes. So somewhere in the back of his head, he recalled Dr. Rubio's Athena-like pronouncement that intercourse had to be delayed, and the duration of the time just didn't register in his mind. (laughs) (laughs) And I kept thinking, you read all those baby books, and that did not cross your mind that you're going to have to hold out for six weeks. Oh, jeez. Julia assured him. She would if she could. And I, here's uh, Julie is being apologetic because she feels like she's not providing for his needs. And, and Gabriel said, look, no, there's nothing to apologize for. He kissed her nose and helped her lay on her side so they could spoon. And as Gabriel ran his fingers through her hair, he could feel her relax. So here's Gabriel, the nurturer, the protector, mm-hmm. promising to care for her once again. And he rubbed... He offered to rub her lower back. He could feel the tension, and she relaxed. He asked how it felt. Great, as her body sagged into the mattress. And as he massaged her shoulders, she was really, really relaxing, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. She needed that. She did. She, mm-hmm. you know, she uh, 
you know, granted you're not you didn't go through the contractions and have all that uh, muscle ache, uh, but mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of tension bringing home the baby the first time and with the family there and everything that's going on. I'm sure. But Absolutely. She, but she did say it felt good, and Gabriel just told her to stop, feel, and relax, and. He knew what he could do to build up pleasure for her and make her toes curl. So this this could be, his, his sole purpose was to care for her and to have her fall asleep. And he continued until he knew that she had fallen asleep. You know, that all of a sudden you hear the noise, the, the way your body breath changes and everything. And uh, whether she snores or not, I don't know. We'd have to ask Gabriel. <laughs> My husband used to tell me when we like we'd go to bed and if it was uh, we'd watch TV or something, and he said, "As you know, as soon as I turned on my side, that was it." <laughs> he said, "I you can, it was nanoseconds out like a light." I anyway. love it. I love it. <laughs> Betty says, "When he asked her how did the massage feel, I couldn't help but remember that scene from Austin Powers." <laughs> How does it feel, baby? Um, lower. <laughs> yeah, baby. How does it feel, baby? <laughs> oh, Betty, you are you, your mind is a wonderful uh, uh, amusement park. <laughs> I love it. I love and it. Uh, I love it. You know, he continued more lightly, and then he whispered it to her, "Thy love is better than wine," and he would never get oh. over his desire for her. And he kissed her shoulder and carefully rested his hand on her hip. And he sighed and li- mournfully lifted his eyes, saying, "God, give, Lord God, give me chastity, at least for the next six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that he, he quoted uh, Songs of Solomon. Yes. That's so where thy love is better than wine comes from. Mm-hmm. I believe it's chapter one. Um I just thought that was, and I, I was like, I know that, I know that, where's it from? I actually looked it up. Because, mm-hmm. um, of course, Gabriel would be peppering her with terms of endearment, uh, quoting scripture and, and mm-hmm. literature and all the other goodness. So, yes, as, as Kenzie said, speechless. Yep, absolutely, absolutely speechless. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just like I'm, I'm going to be so. with the flamingos. And, anyway. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Well, I love this chapter, and I, you know, I can't wait to see what comes next. I know, I for, know. For the Emersons. All so. kinds of fun things, I'm sure. I know, yeah. I know. And we um, are looking forward to, uh, yeah, as Betty says, I'd pass out as soon as I hit the bed. <laughs> I know, well, if I had someone massaging me like that, too, I'd be out in a, out in a heartbeat. Yep. So... I, I I just can't believe uh, it's already ten fifteen. I know uh, New York time. It's mm-hmm. gone too fast. It has. I have like to get. Was. I'm I'm going off to. I have to go off now to prepare for the Halloween uh, extravaganza, whatever <laughs> it may be. I will report. I will report back next week. Okay. On that. And, and, and my, uh, my, my trick for this today is I'm going to go up and see Phil, and that will avoid trick-or-treaters at my house until I come home. And I'll have yes. dinner, and then I'll go back upstairs. And <laughs> I think that's So the first floor is out, out, out black. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Uh, I, I am being very, a, very good. I, I am being a Grinch 
or a Jack Skellington, or what was the, the what, what's the, uh, there's another one. For the night, uh, from night, I'm night, not sure. Nightmare Before, Nightmare Christmas. Before Christmas. The Boogie Oogie Man. I'm not sure. There you the go. Boogie Boogie Man, yes. So. Yes. <laughs> so, everybody, I just want to make sure you have a safe Halloween. Uh, do what you, you know, do what's best for you and stay safe and, uh, hand sanitize and all that kind have of fun. great stuff. Have fun. Let's not fun. Let's not forget fun. Even yep. if you're not doing anything traditionally, just have a fun, restful, joyful day. I know the Ember Zoom today, you can dress up if you That's are participating true. in any of that. If you want to get your costume on, because costumes are always fun. Costumes are always a good idea. Yes, and um, for those in the U.S., make sure you vote. It's your duty as a citizen and those um, not to participate in, the US, in our democracy. And those not in the U.S., please say a good prayer that we get the right person in office. <laughs> yes. Hopefully Mer Mercury coming out of retrograde is a good sign. I hope so. so. And, beware, yes. and beware of the asteroid that is going to bypass us on Tuesday, Monday. Ah, Another 2020 yes. bingo card hit. <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy, if you can, take a, take a peek tonight. It's not just a full moon. It's a blue moon mm -hmm. on Halloween, the first time in 19 years. So enjoy. Enjoy. Um, and, of course, Betty, thank you for mentioning that. I did not. I missed that. James is having a live Q&A today at 4 p.m. Yes, he is. I so, think it's on Instagram. On Instagram. So Check it out, ladies and gents. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> It'll be really good. It should be. And as and as Jean Ann says, happy Halloween. Have a safe, healthy week and wear a mask. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to take us out with some Hell's Bells by ACDC. <laughs> have a great, rock. have a great week, everybody. Have a good hugs, one. Hugs to you all. <laughs>